Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of On Set with Errol Koenig. I'm Errol Koenig. Today we have an amazing guest, Props Master Kevin Least. He has worked on incredible films, including Pacific Rim, The Incredible Hulk, Lucky Number Slevin, and Total Recall. In this episode, we talked about how he got his start in theater and transitioned to move up the ranks of props and film. Now here's my interview with Kevin Lees. Thank you, Kevin, for uh, joining me today. My pleasure. Uh, yeah. Um, so I guess kind of introduce yourself and tell me what you do on set. Okay. Well, my name's Kevin Lees. I am the uh, on-set prop master here on this movie. Uh, basically, I wrangle the props. So uh, in pre-production, I'm in meetings uh, with directors, designers, actors, uh, breaking down the script, finding out what the needs are for mm -hmm. the film. And uh, we establish what those are, and then we source them, uh, we build them, we buy them, and uh, sometimes rent them, and bring them to set. And uh, I don't know if that's part of the process you're interested in, or you want to know mm -hmm. what happens on set. Uh, a little bit of everything, yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, basically, basically, the deal is, um, the exciting part of that is, is often the builds. So in mm -hmm. a superhero movie, uh, you might have uh, a character who has a special weapon, for example, mm -hmm. and somebody has to design that, it has to go through approval processes, and then it has to be built. And it has to be built in such a way that it can be used practically on set over and over, so there can be multiples of the same thing, some will mm -hmm. be the real thing that actually works functioning, and some will be rubber, in case mm -hmm. you need to throw it around or beat somebody with it, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. It could be, there's lots of different examples of what that could be. Mm -hmm. Because when you get to set then, everything's carefully packaged, you bring it out, and you determine shot by shot uh, which item you might need. Great. So let's say uh, you're shooting a period piece, let's say it's Pompeii, and you've got a lot of gladiators. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you're going to have to say, well, what kind of swords do gladiators use? And they might use different swords depending on if it's a, if they're practicing for, mm -hmm. uh, for an arena or if it's an arena battle. In the arena they use real weapons. When they were practicing, like uh, working out, they would use wooden ones. So then mm -hmm. you're already establishing a couple different ones there. So you have ones made of wood. Now a wooden sword uh, has to be built so it doesn't break. Mm -hmm. So you need a certain hardness of wood and then you, you know, obviously it's gonna break at some point. So you need a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. you need that, wooden shields, uh, and then you're gonna get to actual fighting. So now you've got to choose between a rubber sword or something aluminum. It can't really be steel because that's really heavy. Yeah. And an actor performing a scene over and over and over again, even a stunt person, yeah. is going to get really weary. So aluminum works pretty good for that, uh, but sometimes you need to really whack somebody. Mm -hmm. And then it's got to be something considerably softer than metal, for example. And sometimes we cut the blade off. And mm -hmm. that's special effects, uh, visual effects, yeah. computer generated, the effect of the sword slashing through someone's arm. Okay. We don't actually have to do that, so for example. Um, but props runs the whole gamut. It's not just weapons, it's uh, food. Food can be a prop if someone's mm -hmm. eating. Yeah. If someone's eating a hamburger, well, you better have 30 hamburgers because they're going to take a bite out of that. Mm -hmm. times, yeah. You know, for example. Um, yeah, so I, I guess on a production, um, how much, I guess, creative say do you have uh, that goes into each of the props? Or is that mostly done by the uh, production designer? Um... The production designer does uh, have the creative say in art direction with with this with the sets generally. Mm -hmm. um, they do with props as well, and we use them quite a bit for graphics, for example. Mm -hmm. we, we generally uh, use the art department uh, to generate paperwork or or anything like that, like a file or um, stickers that go on on things. Uh, for art direction for specific, specific excuse me, <laughs> for a specific prop would be um, 
you know, we have, sometimes we outsource those designs to, to other designers, but it, mm -hmm. could be, it could be some guy on a computer in Vancouver, it could be, it could be the, the art department here, it could be my own sketch, mm -hmm. um, yeah. it could be the director's sketch, but ultimately it seems like it's the director who, who sort of art, uh, art directs those mm -hmm. pieces, because they're, they're really more specific than, uh, than a general set. So they might say how old, say, I'm going to say a sword again, for example. Mm -hmm. The sword should be really nicked up and scarred and, and uh, crazy wrecked. Or it has to be gleaming, shiny, new. Mm -hmm. And they'll say this kind of held. Uh, often we have to do research, like a, if it's a period piece, I'm going to go look for, say, a Celtic sword. I have to research Celtic blades, uh, which there aren't a lot of around because mm -hmm. they, yeah. they didn't make them out of steel. They made them out of bronze or something, so they're all decayed. So. Uh, you have to use a bit of imagination there, but you can go by the hilts. You can say, we know what the hilts look like, so it'll be this mm -hmm. one, this one, or this one, maybe. And show them some pictures and drawings, and they, then you get, they can probably choose from that. It's better if we can get them the actual thing. A director yeah. usually uh, can think and visualize better when they have the actual thing in their hand and they can play with it a bit. Yeah. So you give them some options. Mm, sometimes rent it from a museum, sometimes purchased, um, and lay them out, and they can have a go at it. And look. Sometimes they say, let the actor pay. But that's usually for a smaller thing, like let's say a wristwatch mm -hmm. is also a prop, and so you can lay out, you know, ten different watches. These are appropriate for your character. What do you think? And the, generally, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that, that one looks great." Or maybe they have a very strong opinion and say, "No, I want this," and then you have to go source whatever that is. I need a, a Rolex Submariner or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, great. Um, so let's, I guess, back it up to uh, how did you get your start into doing props and. Um, you know what? I started out in theater. It was always a passion of mine when I was mm -hmm. in undergrad. Uh, I went to school in Michigan, and um, I started working in the scene shop as a, just as a builder. Mm -hmm. And within a year uh, of doing that, the technical director offered me the job of prop master. So I said, sure. And I started building props for the next three years, building props for various theatrical productions. And that was, that was my part-time job while I was studying uh, art and theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, the way that I ended up in film was uh, just sort of by accident, really. I had been mm -hmm. <laughs> doing a, a, a range of traveling and uh, tree planting and, and this sort of thing, uh, just kicking around after I graduated and mm -hmm. uh, needed some money. I answered an ad in a local paper, said, hey, come work on film sets if you can build things, which I could. And uh, so I did that. And mm -hmm. within about a week, I landed on a show where somebody said, hey, do you want a job? And I'm like, yes. I'm here, I have a job, I'm working today. I'm like, no, do you want to stay for three months? We're making a movie. Uh, the movie was Bait, uh, Jamie Foxx and mm -hmm. some other people. Uh, so I stayed on for three months helping out with the props department. And uh, then they asked me to stay on. I had to write a test with the union, mm -hmm. uh, study a bit for that, but it was, it was not so hard after I'd already been on a film set for three months, learned a lot then. Passed the tense, passed the test and uh, got in. Yeah, okay. to the union, and I've been busy since. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, no, yeah, um, no, great. Uh, so, uh, do, do you, I guess, recommend a similar path um, to, I guess, upcoming film students, you know, that are interested, you know, in either making film or e even, you know, in, or, or I guess for if they wanted to go go into the props if, if they're into either film or theater if they want to kind of go go in this you know 
towards where you are today, do you recommend a similar path with just kind of going to school for theater and just finding your, you know, niche and following through? Well, I'll tell you one thing that helps me a lot. I have a liberal arts degree mm -hmm. and, 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 a, and a fine arts degree. And it helps me a lot because it's given me a broad range of, uh, of things to draw on. Mm -hmm. and, and props in particular, or, de or designing, or, or being a set decorator, I think, uh, to be at a higher level, you have to be able to draw on a variety of life experience. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think, I'm not saying that's for everybody, but that definitely helped me. So I think it depends what your level of ambition is, because some people can work in our department, in particular the set dressing department, um, with, uh, with I would say without an education. Mm -hmm. um, but the practical experience, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying the degree helps me out, uh, mm -hmm. uh, problem solving and also researching, because I I've learned mm -hmm. how to research yeah. in school, uh, and that's a big part of my job. Um, problem solving, uh, well I also studied a lot of logic, uh, philosophy, and, and I also worked at this practically. Uh, jobs I had in high school, I, w I worked in construction, for mm -hmm. example, so that gave me some skills there. Um, and yeah, and I lucked out with my part-time job, as I said, was doing props, and, and, yeah. you know. So I was pretty, I was pretty well uh, prepared to take on this position when I first started. And I've been doing this for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, and the shows don't get smaller. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, every previous experience, like I, the one good thing about this is every new show is a learning experience. And uh, yeah, so you never feel, you never feel dead inside or, or, mm -hmm. like yeah. a, or stagnated because, I mean, I'm not saying there's not dull moments on set sometimes, mm -hmm. but every new show is, is researching new things, learning a new period, uh, learning a new way to make a make a scene happen. I mean, there's mm -hmm. lots of gags, like how do you hit something with a sword and make the sword mm -hmm. go into it and stay, okay. for example. Um, probably, like, if you're hitting a rock and it's supposed to stick in a rock, maybe that rock's made of some sort of porous foam. Mm -hmm. uh, just, uh, that's a bad example. Nothing's coming to mind right now. But nice. the more shows we do, the more we get, you know, the more builders I meet, the more mm -hmm. uh, the more I figure out how to do things, and I don't know. It's just inter it's interesting. It's a continuing education. Okay, all right. So um, we got two two more questions to okay. get you back to set. Um, so as a props master, um, are there any I guess must see films uh, that a student filmmaker or a student props master um, should you know should watch, uh, and why? Uh, makes them so great from from a props from a props perspective I enjoy uh, I enjoy a film okay uh, another big part of props is continuity mm -hmm. um, because like 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 wardrobe or like a set piece or like an actor or make their makeup or hair can evolve throughout a movie mm -hmm. so can some of their props and some of the things they're carrying you're like why do they have that or that was a little quirky weird uh, side note or something um, and I think a well-crafted film takes certain objects and carries them through the film in a way that uh, that, that tells a story on its own. Mm -hmm. I remember watching. Um, I mean, this happens a lot, but I but it, I remember watching um, Mission Impossible. I don't know which one. It's the <laughs> one, it's the one where he's climbing up that huge huge tower. I think it's the Burj Khalifa. Uh, I think it's in Dubai. 
I think they might have he's been climbing four. up. He's climbing up the outside of it with, yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. these I, I, gauntlets I, I, and these magnets that you know I, they're going to die. I can picture the scene, yes. Okay, but, but throughout this whole sequence, um, he's had a pair of goggles, I think, and you're wondering why why is he carrying those? And, and you can follow the progression of where he's put them and everything. And, and every little piece there, it seems, comes out a little bit later in the sequence to have some use mm-hmm. to the action that he's doing, or it can save him. And you've been able to follow those pieces for like, half an hour, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so to me, I think that's just good writing. Mm-hmm. But I think also maintaining that and knowing where these pieces should be, uh, I just think, uh, to me, from a props point, there's some, there was some skilled work going on there. Right, great. All right. Uh, so we got one final question sure. before you can uh, go back to set. Uh, so what advice do you have for a young filmmaker? Very broad, but, you know, if you could tell anything to a young props master who wants to... Huh. to Stay in school. <laughs> uh, get as much practical experience as you can while you're doing that. Watch a lot of movies. Um, and pay attention. Pay attention. Keep your ears open and your eyes open. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for participating on my podcast. My pleasure. That was my interview with Kevin Lease. Thanks to Kevin for the awesome interview. Don't forget to like our Facebook page to stay updated. Subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud so you can get all the latest episodes. And give us a good rating if you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on set.